What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 142, that's right, episode 142 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go drop a comment right on your Apple podcast at rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend, man, via social media or word of mouth. Today's show, Chris Vernon of the Ringer NBA show joins in, had a great conversation with Chris and I'm glad you guys will be able to listen in. We discussed Spotify's acquisition of the Ringer, the Giannis James Harden beef, the MVP race, and much, much more. You could find Chris on Twitter at Chris Vernon Show. That's C H R I S V E R N O N S H O W. You know you could find me on Instagram at 12Combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Welcome to Cowboys Court, man. How you feeling today? Hey, great. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Um, Bill sold the Ringer to Spotify. I feel like it's an underreported story. What does this mean for you and everybody at the Ringer? I don't know yet. Uh, really underreported to me. Uh, I saw the story just like everybody else. You know, I'm uh, I'm away from, you know, the, the Ringer's based in Los Angeles, and I stayed in Memphis where I've uh, had a career for a long time. And so I'm out of the loop on, a lot of things, but obviously, from what I was told, it's going to be great for the company and certainly uh, great for me and Kevin going forward. So I'm hopeful. Hopefully, it means I make a billion dollars. <laughs> you know what's great? I was I was thinking about it. Like somebody uh, video uh, Delonte West in, in bad shape goes viral, and and Bill Simmons sells sells the ringer to Spotify, and, and nobody hears about it. I just find it. it I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think news did get around, but I mean, it's like the. The business of sports and the other thing is people don't really know what that means or what it entails. So I'm sure that as it goes forward and you see Spotify getting a lot more involved in the, you know, creating their own content, that that that's when it will probably become a very big story. Because I'd imagine, you know, probably not right now, but I'm sure the long play, that's what that's what I'd guess. You know how like Netflix now got in the business of creating their own content. And so- right. A lot, a lot of the, oh, I, I think they would become, you know, they could really get ahead of the game if they are the ones creating the content. And I think that is a lesson from a lot of these places. Like you see Netflix, Amazon Prime, you know, the, a lot of places host podcasts, how many actually, you know, create them. Right. And that that's very few and far between. So I, I don't know, but I, I'd imagine as the, as, as life goes on and more podcasts, uh, start to be made and it gets bigger and bigger. The podcast business is obviously blown up that then it will become a big story because I think for the most part, it's like you just see the number out there of what it was sold to, but don't know necessarily what all it entails. And when it, when we all find out what it really entails, then that's probably when the story will be bigger. Speaking of a big story, uh, the NBA sent out a memo 
um, about the coronavirus today. How concerned are you, man? I'm not. Um, but that's just because I'm not I'm not one that gets all that concerned about things that can happen to me. Right. I try right. to I, I, I stress out about and, and I'm a worrier about so many other things um, and it really, uh, you know, insulated things, you know, I, you know, like I, I don't know. I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right. Uh, are the kids going to after school? Does William have baseball? Does, right. <laughs> you know, what does Haley have this afternoon? And like, I'm so, I'm so worried about the things that are closest to me that things like uh, a virus or whatever. I mean, I'll just pray I don't get them. And I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not really like a germaphobe, so it doesn't really, and I'm not really a hypochondriac, so none of those apply, you know. Right. And and so. I don't know. Like, it's weird. I, I think the things that I worry about are maybe small things, if you want to say, like, the coronavirus is a big thing to worry about. But I just feel like I probably can't have great control over that. Um, and so I don't I don't spend too much time worrying about it. But I'm, I'm well aware that it's obviously a thing right now. We've just been through so many of these. And maybe that's right. me. That maybe that's me being cynical. Right. That you know, we're, Zika, we're all gonna you know what there was Zika. Yeah, there, there was Zika, and I'm gonna get bit by a mosquito and die. And there's H1N1, and there's the whatever the pig thing and the cow <laughs> thing. <laughs> the pig. There was the there was the pig thing and the cow thing and the. I mean, there's like there's always something. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. I want <laughs> let's focus on basketball then, since we don't want to worry, man. Houston is by far the most fascinating. Story to me personally, yep. uh, some people call it boring basketball. We can start with with the beef between uh, Harden and, and Giannis. The funny thing that I found about the Harden interview is, like, for the perfect analytical player that they say James Harden is, he explained things from such in such simple terms, inferring that all Giannis does is is run and dunk, and nobody can mess with you. You know, I, I just found the whole thing funny. What did you make of it? Uh, I, I on one hand like the fact that. He's saying what he would really say to his friends. Right. It sounds so, like a casual fan. Yeah, and 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 he obviously is allowing you to know that while he says I don't pay attention to that stuff, that means I really do pay attention to that stuff, and it pisses me off. Right? It pisses him off that he's not top five in the MVP conversation. It pisses him off that he's not appreciated and he's leading the league in scoring. It pisses him off that a guy goes on national TV and and wants to draft someone else on his all-star team because he wants somebody that will pass. You know what I mean? Like, and so, of course, that stuff irritates him. But he allowed you to know that it does ir- ir- irritate him um, and obviously said what he really thinks, which is, yo, you know how hard it is for me to score, whatever, 37, 35 points a game? And if I had these gifts from God where I could just run up and down and just dunk on people because I'm bigger, stronger, faster than everybody, but what, what I do has a much greater degree of difficulty and whatever else. Now, it might all be baloney, and obviously you take it too far when you act like Giannis is without skill um, and so that what he does is so easy. But the truth of the matter is, you know, he doesn't do that many sit-down interviews. And then when he did – he allowed himself to talk the same kind of crap he would if he was talking to his buddies. Like he's really not that impressed with what Giannis does, which is goofy. But I'm I I am one that it, I appreciate people that are authentic, and he appeared to come off as authentic to me. 
Yeah, I mean, from if you look at it from like a casual fan point of view, and you watch Giannis play, that's might that might be how like you look at it. Like this dude just running down the court and well, dunking on people. Well, like, because well because like if I if I took somebody that has never watched a basketball game before and I put him there, and, or how about this? This is fair. How about this? I I line everybody up on a wall, right? And I okay. say, all right, now we're gonna pick teams. You wouldn't even have to know about basketball, and you would pick Giannis. Yeah. And you I actually, I think if you know more, then you start to pick apart what he can do, watch him in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is just yeah. on a on a very simple level. Right. If right. we're picking teams, you're picking Giannis way before you're ever picking Harden, which speaks to his point. No, I'm saying if you don't know them, okay, you, don't, okay. you don't know those players. You don't yeah. even know their ability. Right. Let's uh, just say you're uh, at the uh, okay. you're just at, you're just at the park. Right, 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 right. And so yeah. we—I don't know these dudes. I mean, Giannis is going way before Harden is. Harden doesn't have some kind of athletic features that are much greater than his peers. You know, yeah. um, he's not bigger, stronger, faster than his peers. He is not, uh, but he is insanely skilled. I mean, I give him that. Uh, I hate—I hate watching him. I hate it. Why? Because I—I I can't take the. I don't like hunting for fouls. That's what drives okay. me crazy. I don't like the idea that I am playing with the intention of you fouling me. And that's what drives me crazy, right? That I am, I understand there is a genius to it. I understand it's not easy to do. But the whole idea, and I, and you see other players around the league picking up on it. I watched a game with Trey Young playing against the Grizzlies last night. And you know, there's a guy kind of on his hip as he's dribbling. And so he feels him on his hip and he jumps up and he jumps into him and he shoots it. He has no intention of making the shot. He's only doing it so that he can get to the foul line. And that's yeah. what drives me. That's what drives me crazy. I don't David, like I don't like playing for fouls. And I feel like all too often Harden is playing with, not with the intention of scoring on the play but with the intention of you fouling him so he can go and knock down the free throws. Yeah, they've been doing this in Europe a lot longer than they've ever been doing it here, so I think it's somewhat of a new thing for people in America. That's part of the reason. Yeah. I just yeah. want I, I want your intention to be to try to score, not right. to try to get fouled, and so that's what bothers me. <laughs> you know what I find interesting about it, too, the whole Houston situation, is that Westbrook's inability to shoot almost makes – he has to have the highest usage rate on the team for this thing to work for spacing. Well, if you, all I know is that since January, I said this on the pod today, this is freaky. He has averaged, now think about this, 20 points per game in the paint. Wow. He is number one in the entire NBA. He's a freaking point guard. And yeah. that, that, that number, number one, nobody is scoring 20 points a game in the paint. Number two, if you are, you're seven foot tall. That's yeah. the way this goes, right? That's the only way you can do that. And yet now with the paint being completely cleared because they're doing the five small guys, he just – nobody can stay in front of him. And then he is as strong as anyone that we have seen at his size, and he can even take the contact and finish. For sure. There's a lot more spacing now without Capella and Harden playing off the – ball he has a lot of gravity i think the slight dip in uh, westbrook's athleticism also helps his control because he was never a great finisher around the rim as people might think 
Yeah, maybe so. You might be yeah. right. You, you might be right about that. And he's obviously, you know, look, he's still fast twitch to the core. Right. For sure. And 100%. and and he he and many guys that are that are that are like this that you have seen, um, there are so many great players in the NBA now that you want to back off of them for them to shoot. Your best option is for them to shoot. You feel like almost you've gotten bailed out if a LeBron James shoots or a Giannis Antetokounmpo shoots. Um, the same is obviously not true with, with Ben Simmons because he just won't shoot. But when you see those guys, and when Westbrook's uh, falls into this category too, and over the, over the last five, ten years, what we found is what they've done, what they figured out is if, they, if everybody's going to back off of me five to six feet in the attempt to get me to shoot, then I am going to use that five to six feet as a runway of sorts. I'm going to get a running yeah. start. Now I'm going downhill, and there's nobody there's nobody as explosive downhill still as Westbrook. If he gets those two extra hop steps and then he gets going towards the basket, good luck. For sure, for sure. So do you feel Houston's a title contender and who in the league are legit title contenders at this point, in your opinion? I mean, they're title contenders, but I also... Legit, legit. No, I don't. Okay. No, okay. I, 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 would say, I would say the two LA teams, and then I would say the East, it's a greater uh, variety of teams. I would say everybody down to Philly. So I would say the top five. So Philly's a title, a legit title contender. I'm saying if you, if you, if, if you're telling me, could you see them in the NBA finals? Yeah. I would say all the way down to Philly. If you told me anybody, if you told me that Milwaukee, Toronto, uh, Boston, Miami, or Philly, I do not think Indiana, but any of those five, it's possible. I could see scenarios. Now, that's assuming if Philly had both their guys healthy. Right. Right, if they had Simmons and Embiid. But they could be a bitch for, for Milwaukee, for sure. I, in fact, we were talking about this today. The winner, if it does turn out to be Miami-Philly, the winner of that, I think, is a harder matchup for Milwaukee than whoever wins 2-3, which is Boston-Toronto. Just because you saw Miami last night with Bam out of bio and they got right. all these wings and they got a bunch of tough guys, and then obviously the just the sheer size, and because you're, you're trying to deal with Giannis, he's obviously the guy that you've got to try to make inefficient. But in the West, I don't know, man. I think at full strength, I, it is hard for me to, you know. And I've seen, I think, every team in person now. It's hard for me to imagine it not being one of those two LA teams just right. when, yeah, with, da I mean, on one, you've got Davis and LeBron and the other one, when they've got all of their guys, they've got their top seven, eight guys. That Clippers team is devastating. Yeah. They, they just lack rim protection. And that's why I feel the Lakers have an advantage over sure. the Clippers in a seven game series. And I had Lakers Phillies before the season. Who did you have? Uh, I thought it, I, I thought the Clippers. So I mean, I I, I had the Clippers and um, I think Milwaukee was the okay. other one. Well, Milwaukee's, look, Milwaukee's yeah, looking strong right now. Yeah, Philly 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 was obviously um, a real contender too. Once they you know uh, once they added Horford and I just uh, the only thing with Philly is I worried and I still will worry when it gets to the playoffs. You know, Jimmy Butler was their team the last three minutes of games. Yeah, he just when it came time. You know, 
it's 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 hard to get the ball to someone. And so you want the guy that's going to decide things to already be able to have the ball in his hands if you can. Right. right. And so you typically have that perimeter guy that can go and get it done. I need a bucket. He can go get me a bucket rather than yes. me having to try to make a post entry pass to Embiid. And I don't know if Philly's got that. You know, I mean, what am I doing? Am I doing it with Josh Richardson? Am I doing it with Tobias? I mean, Ben Simmons is not a go-get-you-a-bucket guy when you need it. So I think they could really miss Butler, you know. And, yeah, you know, eventually the guy everybody breaks through. And Giannis obviously is having this totally historic season. And what are they, 52-9? and nine? Something I mean, like that. Yeah, Milwaukee's going to. Milwaukee's going to be tough out for sure. Well, in the game of star stars, Joel was the go-to guy. So he was. Find a, maybe they could find a way in Philly. No, it's possible. Look, yeah. and, and like he is there. There are very few guys, but he is one of them that you could say, could you ever envision a scenario where they played against, uh, they played a series against Milwaukee, but the best player on the floor was Joel Embiid. Like, He's he's at least got a crack at it. Most guys have no, no chance at being the best player on the floor in a game that includes Giannis. But for a series, if you told me Embiid ended up being the best player in the series, that that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, and they have the second best player as well. Well, sure. no, they don't. Yeah, I mean, outside of Giannis, they might they, like they have two of the three. Oh, you think you like Ben over Giannis? No, 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 no. I'm saying if you know if you're talking about two of the three. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Who's the definitely. who's the who's the third pick if you line up both those teams on the wall? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely Ben to me. I take Ben over Middleton. Yeah, so I mean that yeah. would be yeah, he'd probably yeah, be your third sure. pick for sure. Well, Chris, in my opinion, LeBron is the most valuable player in the league, no matter who gets the award. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Okay, so here's what I'll say. Obviously, LeBron is an amazing player, but they have done the per statistic for. I mean, you can go back forever and calculate it. And people can try to poke holes in it, but the truth is it has been a great gauge of the best seasons that have ever been played. And all of the top ten are filled with Wilt Chamberlain seasons, Michael Jordan seasons, LeBron seasons, and then there is one Steph Curry, which is the 15-16 season, okay? Right. So that's all of the, the – those are the top ten seasons – uh, for offensive players in, in the history of the NBA, right? And the number one season that has ever been played in the history of basketball is happening right now with Giannis. And I and his team is 52-9. and nine. So I just – I don't understand trying to wedge anybody else into the conversation. He's only playing 30 minutes a game. If he played 36 like LeBron and Harden and these guys do – he would be averaging 37 points and 16 rebounds a game along with seven assists while shooting 58% from the field or whatever he shoots. I mean, he is having one of the greatest seasons ever and his team is 52 and nine. And I defy anyone. You just told me you're talking about the fifth seed and you wouldn't take whoever. I don't know when you take the second best player on the bucks, but it's a while. It's a while right. before you take him. Right. And it's Chris Middleton. And I just think he's not on TV certainly as much as some of his peers. And I guess it's boring because they're fifty-two and nine. But when you have well, a he, guy... he gets he gets the attention though. So well, it, but well, here's what I'm saying: LeBron James wasn't getting any attention until he played on Sunday night against Zion, and then everybody 
wanted to go wanted to get in on this with the he should be the MVP. Look, I watched him Saturday night get his ass kicked by the Grizzlies. I was there. And so nobody was talking about LeBron being an MVP then. And then we get to Sunday night and he's playing on national TV with Zion. Well, I was. Like, I was. Oh, this guy. I, I well, was. here's what I know. His second best player is the third best player in the history of basketball, PER wise. Anthony Davis. Like yeah. he is so I mean Giannis's second best guy is 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 Chris Middleton. LeBron's is is Anthony Davis. Now LeBron should have won more MVPs than he did when he was playing with a bunch of rat teams. This team ain't a rat team. He's got damn Anthony Davis who what? How far are we getting down the list before we say Anthony Davis? If we're talking the greatest players in the NBA, there's no way you get to pass five before you name him. Like you'd have yeah. LeBron, LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, Davis, right? Probably like the top five guys. Right. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is top I, five guy on his team. To that point, I think it's harder to game plan for Ann Davis than it is for Giannis in the playoffs. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but that's by virtue of having, you know, LeBron James on your team. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not here to take away from LeBron James. I'm just telling you that Giannis is having – a season that we've never even seen before. Like, and That's his true. team is might win 70 games for God's sakes. Like, what do you want? I mean, this guy, he is truly the Greek freak. Right, right. You just spoke to Zion. Let's talk about the other two Duke guys. Whose potential do you like more? Um, RJ or Cam? Cam's coming out strong right now. Oh, well, I didn't get to see him last night because he sat out. Um, he had like a sore back or something. And that team is just, an absolute joke. Um, I am much, 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 much higher on RJ. Much higher. I, yeah. I think, yeah, Cam could just end up being a dude. He could just, he could just end up being a guy. But RJ is, he, he can be a star. Star. I mean, you saw it last night. He had 27, 5 and 5. He's in the worst friggin' situation ever. It's just chaos. The roster sucks and it doesn't make sense. The coach has already been fired. The front office has been fired. They pissed off Spike Lee today. Like yeah, every, right. Wow, that was that, crazy. Like everything about RJ's situation is terrible for a rookie. And he still performed decently well and has certainly shown flashes. RJ Barrett can be a star in the NBA. I do not believe Cam Reddish can be a star in the NBA. What do you make of the Leon Rose hiring? I think that Leon, interestingly enough, this is crazy. I've never had this happen before, but Leon Rose was in my hotel room in Vegas in July because he was, he came and he's, uh, he represents Giannis, uh, or I mean, uh, Jonas Valanciunas. He's his okay. agent. Okay. And so, well, I, not I've anymore, been, right? No, no, yeah, he doesn't yeah. represent him anymore. Yeah. But Leon, and, and Leon was obviously a fixture around Memphis during the John Calipari days uh, at Memphis, him and World Wide West. These guys are smart guys. These guys are incredibly well-connected, and I think you could have done a lot worse. If the whole idea of being in management is trying to get players, those guys have been getting players their whole lives. They've been getting college players. They've been getting NBA players. Those guys, um, Leon and Leon and World Wide West are like elite-level movers and shakers. And so if you can learn, if you get some more, if you get some other guys in there that have like been, uh, you know, uh, longtime front office guys that can help you through the things that you don't know, fill in the gaps, 
if the if the key is being able to get players and then evaluate play evaluate talent and get players, um, I'd say you got as good a shot with that as you do with anybody else. What's the situation with David Blatt in the Knicks? Is he still there? Uh, David Blatt. Yeah, he was he was signed as a consultant in two thousand. Um, late 2019, and then I haven't heard anything about it since. I'm sure. I'm sure he's gone. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, everybody's gone, right? They've got, they've got, got rid you. of Mills, Perry, and everybody else. I mean, I, 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 I didn't even know he was a consultant. Typically, that's just like it's not somebody. Like sometimes there are consultants that have a very strong voice in the room. Like in the situation when they had Jerry West as a consultant for the Warriors, right? Or or now with the Clippers, yeah. But many many times when you will see someone is a consultant for a team, it's just somebody that people can bounce thoughts off of. Okay, okay. So the LA Lakers, they're looking at Deion Waiters and Jr. Which fit do you like better? Uh, probably Jr. Simply because of the longstanding relationship with LeBron. And that, you know, again, yeah. that's the thing. You just got to fall in line with LeBron there. And so, you know, JR is not going to be a problem. And he will, he's been a part of a LeBron led team for years and years and years. And he's still a guy that could heat up and get buckets. It's been a long time since Deion Waiters has proven anything. And he has been a off court disaster. You know, it, look, this one, this one, you always got to be like mega worried. When a guy is on, a really good team and can't cut it. He can't like he keeps getting suspended and he's not on the straight and narrow. That's when I that's when I'm out on you. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can become a malcontent or it doesn't go your way when you're on a terrible team. Or in JR's situation, like Cleveland just didn't want him around. He didn't want to be around. So forget it. But Miami is a home court advantage team and they're loaded. And it's like you couldn't figure he, it out. He, he could, he, yeah, he couldn't figure it out. He couldn't be a part of that. And he couldn't even stay non-suspended for them. Yeah. I think I agree with you because Dion is a clutch guy, but the LeBron and Dion thing hasn't worked in the past. Right. And I would just, uh, JR, you know, he'll just, he'll fall in line and just be a role player. Right. Right. Chris Vernon, um, really appreciate you coming, taking your time to being on the show. Uh, where can we find you? Yeah, man. Uh, I've got the Ringer NBA show comes out every Tuesday and Friday uh, on any place where you can find podcasts. And then locally, I do the Chris Vernon show every day. Same thing. You can just search for that. And I'm on all those podcast platforms with that, too. Thanks, Chris. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening to Combos Court and big shouts to Chris for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, share this episode with a friend and drop a comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Let me know how you feel about the show. Be on the lookout for episode one, four, three. Combo out.